It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Alyssa Hurley. Alyssa, thank you for joining me today here at Medic Regional Blood Center, where you actually work. Yes, <laughs> I am communications. Um, I am creating a lot of the content we see on social media, marketing, all that stuff. That's fantastic. Well, I am bleeding is what's happening. Yes. Um, I am a longtime blood donor, and uh, my unpopular blood type... <laughs> caused uh, your organization to contact me and say, hey, um, can you, instead of donating blood, can we just have the platelets? So, as I understand it, you got white blood cells, you got red blood cells, you got platelets, and now with this machine over here, this um, apheresis machine, you're able to divvy up the, the blood, take what you want, and give me back what you don't want. Yes. And then we use those platelets for um, chronically ill patients, cancer patients. Uh, the clotting factors are great. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So um, I thought, you know, when uh, actually Christy Altman, who works here, is always saying, when are you going to come give blood again? Because that's what she does. You know, every time I see her when I'm out and about, whether it's a Channel 6 or just in the community, she's always wants to know, when are you going to donate? And then the scheduling department, there's a Jessica in the scheduling department. Yes. She calls me all the time, emails me all the time, says, when are you going to bring your unpopular blood over here so that we can <laughs> so that we can throw out the part we don't want? I mean, give you back the part you don't want. So I finally said, okay, let's do it. But let's do it on the condition that I can get some work done while we're, um, you know, while, while I'm bleeding over here. So I, this, what do you think? Yeah, of course. And it's a great way to bring awareness to to what we are doing here at Medic and hopefully convince a few more of you to give us your blood, platelets, or unpopular blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I have got um, AB positive, which is the second least popular. You know, it could be worse, right? <laughs> yeah, I have A positive. So, oh, you're a winner. Yeah, I am. Um, but I have been deferred more than once for low iron that I just cannot get up for some reason. Yeah. Not get it up. Well, my wife um, is O, so she's very much in demand. Yes. And, you know, occasionally it happens. I mean, I've been giving blood literally since high school. I remember the first time that... Um, I went to high school in New York. American Red Cross does the blood bank up there, which is different than down here. You know, in this area, you would um, donate at Medic Regional Blood Center, and maybe you can explain that difference. Because in many other parts of the country, there's either Red Cross or not Red Cross, depending on where you are. Yes. Yeah, so. Medic Regional covers East Tennessee and Southeastern Kentucky. So the blood that you're donating here is going back to the members of your community. Now, I will mention um, something that we joined recently that's rather interesting yeah. is BERC, which is the Blood Emergency Readiness Corps. And essentially what that is, is blood centers throughout the entire country will yeah. go on rotation in case there is an unfortunate mass casualty event, natural oh, yeah. disaster, the blood centers that are on rotation that week will put aside blood nice. in case there is an, yeah. a, a blood bank that needs it, and then we can send it out if we need to. Now, lately, the blood supplies have been depleted. Yes. You know, there's not been any extra blood on the shelf. There's not been any blood that's you know past its expiration date. And the reason I mention that is because... In um, my, one of my visits to the National Forensic Academy, this is several years back, I learned what happens to expired blood. Do you know? 
uh, I think of a blood center is different because I know we do some things. Well, what I, they had a bag or two of expired blood from medic. And I said, this is probably five, ten years ago. Yeah. And they were having the CSIs train with it because they... It was kind of nasty, but they would, like, dip a, an axe in it or a, ha- a knife or something and then, like, pretend to stab somebody, and then they would go and measure the droplets and study, and they, that's how they would learn blood spatter yeah. techniques. So we all seen that on CSI and every other crime show. Well, they study that at the National Forensic Academy in Oak Ridge using expired human blood because it's so much more authentic and it's such a better learning experience. So I found that fascinating. Yeah, every once in a while, I will get an email from a research facility or something that asks if they can have our expired blood. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But lately, there's been, like you said, a, a shortage, a depletion of it, which is why you want to definitely get on Medic's mailing list, because there have been some amazing thank you gifts for blood. I mean, in mid-August, you had Dollywood tickets. There's always a T-shirt for donating. Um and so many other businesses in our area like to step up and provide that thank you gift for donors. I mean, yeah. restaurants, anything. I don't know if you're going to give any other. Yes, yeah, so um, a lot of times we'll do like free appetizers to Texas Roadhouse. I know occasionally Salsaritas will throw in a um, $5 off gift card. Depending on what promotions we're doing, like if we're doing uh, UT versus Florida, Orange and Blue. Um, we have some like 12 days of Christmas events, right. different uh, stores, restaurants will step in and give goodies away, give vouchers away, give things away to entice you to give us your blood. Right. So the UT Florida or the UT Kentucky blood drives usually are timed leading up to a basketball game in the case of Kentucky or a football game in the case of Florida. And the idea is to see who in each, whether it's here in Knoxville or in Lexington or Gainesville, which area blood bank will get the most donations during the, what, is it a week or two? It's a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, Tennessee has won many times those competitions. They have. Um, we have. Yeah, Go us. Have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's good. All right. That's yeah. an exciting incentive. Um, so you mentioned that uh, you got deferred one time for giving blood, which... You know, it's such a... You go in, you're ready to go. In fact, I was, you know, thinking, oh, no, what if I've set up the camera? What if everything's ready to go if I get deferred? Because <laughs> they were having the hardest time trying to squeeze drops of blood out, oh, of my, yeah. out of my fingers to the point where they had to give up and, and find another place to get it just to pass the screening test. This is my first time giving platelets. So my wife has done platelets, in her, and she always thinks it's terrific, and uh, especially when you know someone, you know a kid maybe at Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. and you're able to donate in the name of someone as a way of not that your blood literally goes to that child but you're you're giving them credit that's why it's a I guess that's the definition of blood bank. Yeah, it, it, it helps them with the financial burden. Uh, Medic will be covering their um, blood, platelet, plasma, transfusion, whatever they need. Yeah. Actually, I saw a picture of a kid I recognized on the way here. A um, kid named Alex Grappen is on the wall. I don't know if you realize that's who that is in those pictures. But uh, I know his mom and dad, and he was a uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Boy of the Year. And actually, I've known his parents since before the kid had leukemia. But, you know, Alex, but Alex, thank goodness, is making a strong recovery. And Medic played a huge part in that. So his dad, Tony, will donate as often as possible. He'll be in here, what is it, every six-ish weeks? Every 90 days. Every 90 days. Okay, that's even better. So he'll be in here, you know, really uh, replenishing the supply, but also thankful 
that his family, his son, was able to take advantage of it. Yeah, we have a lot of um, parents and even family members, family friends that will come in and you know donate as much as they can to pay back um, what was given to them when yeah. their child was sick. So, if you are a regular blood donor and like me and my wife, and but and you've never needed any blood, you know, you, you just do it because. You know, you're a good citizen, and you want the free T-shirt or whatever your your motivation is. It really, you know, um, and then at some unforeseen point, you know, tragedy strikes, and all of a sudden you're the guy or the my wife is the lady who is in need or someone in my immediate family of blood. What is the what have I done for myself by donating over time? Yes, yeah, so you're going to build up these credits, um, and it's part of our membership program where if you donate blood. Those credits will help you. Medic will pay off um, the nice. amount of credits you have built up in the blood you needed. That's good, good. Because you don't think about, you know, it's another expense, but if you need lots and lots of transfusions, yeah. wow. So I'm glad to have that uh, that box checked off. Now, you mentioned you were deferred for uh, or whatever. You don't have to tell the reason. It's just low iron. Low iron, okay. Because I was thinking about it when we were uh, coming in here that I had an interesting story about the time I got deferred, and then you told me that. I'm like, I haven't... Well, actually, the two times <laughs> I've gotten deferred. One time, um, when you... This is how long ago it was. They used to take your, a blood prick from your ear or from your finger, a drop of blood, and they would put it in a test tube. And do you remember this, Lori, when they, when they would... You know, all right, they would put the blood in a test tube, and they would just watch it sink. It was some solution in there. And if it sank too slowly or too quickly, whatever it was, if it didn't sink at the right speed, then you had either, I guess, not enough iron. I think it would probably, if it didn't sink fast enough, you, correct me if I'm wrong, blood people in the world, all you phlebotomists out there. But anyway, that was the bit. So they're looking at this test tube, and they're shaking their head going, well, you, 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 you can't, it didn't sink right. You didn't, you failed at sinking. <laughs> You're too fast, too slow, whatever it was you were. Um, so they told me to go eat more red meat. I said, what have you been yep. eating? I said, well, I eat a lot of chicken. Because I, I was, you know, trying to watch my, my health, right? I'm like, yeah, well, you've overdone it, you fool. Yeah, I don't <laughs> eat a lot of red meat either. <laughs> chicken and fish are great. But if you're going to donate blood, you might want to, you know, maybe that week plan on having a steak or a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I uh, had low iron and I had to build it back up, they're like, go get a nice prime rib. Like oh. the biggest cut you can get some spinach, you know, dark oh, leafy greens. <laughs> fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what I ended up doing. So I kind of make a point now before I donate to um, you know, maybe plan on having some kind of, you know, actually I had a bison burger is what I had. It's a very low oh, fat yeah. red meat. Oh, I've had one of those. Oh, so good. Um, and then uh, drink a lot of extra fluids because that'll certainly speed things up. You know, I mean, I've made the mistake of being not overhydrated, just having, you know, I could have, that's another thing they'll say to you, you know, you're, only, you're on the clock, you got only got 15 minutes or so for whole blood. Um, so I learned all this in my many blood donations, so I started drinking lots and lots of fluid, and then racing the system, I was always the first one finished. <laughs> like, you know, we go into like the blood mobile, like a church, the Knights yeah. of Columbus are having a blood drive, right? And several of us are getting started at the same time, and I always would win, because I would drink so much water at a time. Yeah, at that <laughs> point it is a competition. Gushing like, out of me, yeah. I would do that too. Well, I was getting... Now, the most interesting story about my blood deferral 
happened very early on in my blood giving career. So I was um, just out of high school, so maybe 18, 19 years old, something like that, right? And I was a freshman in college, and there was this event where I think it was the Marine Corps. There was a big event on campus, and it included a blood drive. You know, like a lot of times you'll you do this, don't you? With uh, you're out trying to get younger donors at high school and colleges to, to get on the path, like I did. I mean, if, I don't. I think if I hadn't started donating blood in high school, I don't know if I would have. Certainly, you know, I'm used to it now. It's part of my life, right? Yeah. So, get them young. Well, anyway, so here it is, freshman in college. There's a big event going on on campus, kind of like a career fair, maybe, and a blood drive. The Marine Corps shows up, and they have a, one of their big transport helicopters. And they're letting us go for rides while we're waiting to give blood or waiting just instead, you know, if they wanted us to join the Marines, right? So there's a, this helicopter, and I'm excited. I love flying, right? I want to go on the helicopter ride. So we get in there. And it turns out that the inside of this helicopter is basically like the inside of a shipping container. It's got walls and a floor. <laughs> There's no chairs. <laughs> There's no, you know, overhead luggage compartment. There's no fold-down tray tables. There, it's just an empty space, and it's got this canvas webbing on uh, the walls that, and I guess these other things that would maybe you'd hold down the cargo so the Marines can... I guess, push the stuff out, have a parachute to the earth, and then they had kind of seat belts, you know, like these, these um, canvas harnesses. So they told everyone, sit along the floor, along the walls, find a canvas harness. I don't even think you had to un- disconnect it. I think you just had to find, wiggle into it and pull it <laughs> over you. And then off we go on our flight, with the back door open the entire time. So we're flying around, and the guy's doing stuff, and we're looking out, and we're looking down, and we see the college campus down below us, you know, and it's like, you remember in um, the movie Air Force One, when the back door of the plane is wide open, and they're pushing everything, you know, it's like that, right? Except, you know, it's, they're taking us on a joyride, it's not, there's no danger, (laughs) but it was fantastic, it was exciting. And where you know, ooh, we're all charged up, you know. Oh wow, thank you, Marine Corps, for this free ride and the f- beautiful in the helicopter. And I think some of my friends probably even got a, may have joined. I don't know. Um, so they, we land, and sure enough, it's time for my blood donation appointment. So I'm I'm charged up. I go marching right over there, and I got deferred <laughs> because my heart rate and my blood it's pressure too high. were too high. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yeah. I, Mine would have been going too. Maybe not from excitement, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine would have been going too. Oh, it was good though. I mean, I was bummed that I, I was deferred from donating blood because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I, I want to, you know, I, I like to keep streaks going. I don't want to be I'm a streak broken on whatever yeah. the thing is. So um, that was unfortunate that I got deferred, but at least it was for a good reason, you know. Uh, and then since then, you know, since moving here to Tennessee. Um, I've been donating, you know, as often as I can at Medic. Um, Many times when I worked in uh, traditional media, um, I'd be, or the radio station where I worked would be the sponsor of a blood drive, which that's easy because then you're literally on the clock. You know, you're at work. You do that. You know people because you used to work in in the broadcast media. Also, I did. Yes, I, I would do co promotions with the t- from TV stations, and you know, like my friend Lori Tucker or Tiersa Smith. You know, we're laying in there 
you know, technically working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kristen Farley too, and she used to work over there. Uh, we'd be, you know, chatting up away in the bloodmobile, going, "Oh, how you doing?" And we're all on the clock. And then at some point, you have to, you know, oh, let's do a selfie for uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yeah. and everything, and that that counted. <laughs> yeah, we do the same thing here. Where if we're in drastic need, we can donate while we're on the clock. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, I still see a lot of my friends do this, and I hope that uh, you know you'll consider it. You go to medicblood.org here in East Tennessee, but wherever you're watching, you know you should be able to find your regional blood center fairly easily. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and you can follow us on Shilsel Two with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're posting all of our promotions all the time. We always have something going on, so check us out and give us a follow. I like to do that too. That's how I usually know about the. Um, like the Dollywood tickets that yes. you had or whatever the next big thing is. You know, one of my favorites, in fact, do you have a freezer around here? Is there a freezer? I'm sure we do. Because, all right. Yeah. I did, I came here one time when it was pint for a pint. Um, it might yes. have been a separate party, but this was particular one. And you do that with Brewster's a lot, and I love Brewster's. But one time it was not at Brewster's, and I've, and I've, sat, I've sat in the heat for an hour waiting to give blood at Brewster's just so I get that pint ice cream. Which seems crazy, but I did it. Yeah. Um, one time it was here, and you they had pints of bluebell ice cream. Okay, like, yes. and that, that's really good stuff. So, I took my pint home, and I picked salted caramel. Well, I think I like salted caramel. Well, then I get home, and it's like the best salted caramel I've ever had, and I've not since this day been able to find it in a store. I have searched high and low, so I'm wondering if since I got it here. Do you still have it? <laughs> it's only been Probably a few years. Probably not. <laughs> Unless it's stocked somewhere behind our blood in the blood <sighs> freezer. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have it root around and look under there. Uh, see if I can find some. But that, oh man, that was so good. And you said it was Bluebell? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Bluebell uh, salted caramel. Now, the, I did find it in a way. I found it one more time. There's a uh, hot dog restaurant in Solway that also has an ice cream shop. And they had it, but they had it like in the three-gallon restaurant mm. tub. So I had a, a scoop of it, or actually the, the waitress over-served me. It was so fantastic. What a sweetheart. <laughs> we ordered a scoop for my wife and me to split, and she just loaded us up and made sure we had enough for both of us. But it was that, that salted caramel bluebell, which I associate with giving blood. So that was not, ever since I had that ice cream, it's been on my mind to get back in here. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you say that, I think I'm going to go search for it. Like, I'm going to do some online digging. Do you like the salted caramel? I like caramel caramel. Um, it depends, I guess, on where you're from, how you say it. Yeah. Um, I've never had it. Not that not that tight. See, I'm at the point now where, you know, I'll sometimes even put a pretzel in the ice cream just to get a little bit of that salty-sweet combo. Yeah. <sighs> it's good stuff, you know, just to get the, the, the salt flavor. Yeah, I recommend it highly. I have a question. Um, are we just... Are they just taking it out and then they put it back in later? So it's going to... You're asking the wrong person. Oh, I know. I, yeah. I promised I wouldn't ask you any science <laughs> no, questions. No, so it's going to go through and they're going to separate everything and then they're going to mix it with... Um, yeah, like a, a saline night, solution or like a liquid. Something. A liquid solution. of some yeah. kind, yeah. A blood product, okay. a blood liquid. Yeah. Um, and put it back in. Oh, okay, so we don't, don't we don't know what's, yeah. if that's come, coming or going right now. 
if, right. if you squeeze, I believe they're taking it out. Uh, when you're not squeezing, it should be going back in. Okay. Because I've done this once. Oh, all right. Yeah. So this is um, apheresis, is what we're talking about, in case, you know, you skipped ahead to the middle of the episode. <laughs> In case you just joined us, nobody joins a YouTube in the middle. <laughs> Unless they're looking for something specific. Oh, yeah. Because I don't watch a lot of YouTube. But really? It, yeah. I, when I watch it, I'm looking for something. Yeah. So I skip a lot. Now, I've kind of given up on regular TV because I end up watching YouTube. You know, even local news... All the three local news stations have good YouTube channels, some better than others, but they all have solid YouTube channels. So I get a lot of my local news from their YouTube feeds, and then I subscribe to other things that interest me. You know, Adam Ragusea is a internet cook, or um, you know, some podcasts have YouTube feeds. I can watch it instead of listening to it, or I can. Li- some, it depends what my mood is. Um, Trying to think of, and there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, that I watch on YouTube for, I mean, I go there and I just go through my little feed of subscriptions, which by the way you should do is uh, click subscribe and help us get to a thousand subscribers by Christmas here on the Frank and Friends show. We're trying to uh, pump up our numbers, pump, uh, yeah. pump up our numbers There you go. Uh, because <laughs> we, we can <laughs> ultimately monetize the channel. And I thought, I thought I would get cold. I thought they might get cold doing this. Did people get cold? I was freezing. I had like three or four blankets when I did it. Because I brought myself, I don't know yeah. if I can reach it down here, but I brought myself something in case I get cold. I want to make sure that you know that I had my Frank and Friends show beach towel. <laughs> which you can buy at com slash store. So, in case I, I don't, but I'm not cold. But if I get cold. Well, um, you just probably jinxed yourself. Alyssa, would you, uh, we, we can put the towel on me. Pretend it's a blanket. <laughs> but I think we do have a blanket in the store, since I haven't bought one yet. It's a, um, you know, like one of those soft, uh, like a big square, you know, you know those blue soft blankets that are yeah. kind of like snuggies in a way. Yeah. Yeah, they're better than airplane blankets, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> you never been on a plane? Uh, not as an adult. I was as a kid. Where'd you go? I honestly don't know. Honestly, I, I probably New York. That's where my family's from. Yeah. So probably New York. Um, and why did you move to Tennessee? Well, my parents moved to Tennessee right before I was born. My dad got a job at uh, Y12. Oh, fantastic. Very smart. Yeah, with the Department of Energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so you've, you're a native then because you were born here. Uh, my mom wouldn't like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to be native someplace. And the definition of being na- just because I was native, born like here, nativity, is it, where is the location of your uh, birth, right? Native? She says just because I was born here doesn't mean I have Tennessee blood in these veins. Yeah. Well, you tell her you had all that, ta- all that New York blood taken out. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's been replaced. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's fine. Okay, well, I think I. I mean, I, I mean, decla- I grew up here. You're, I mean, you were born hometown. here. You're yeah. born here. You grew up here. Okay, so, um, but do you wear? Have you done much traveling yet? You're pretty young. In the United States, yeah, I haven't traveled internationally yet. I would mm-hmm. like to. Um, obviously, the pandemic has thrown off everybody's lives. Sure, sure. Um, my sister's traveled a lot. She's been to Europe and Central America. Yeah. Well, there's still um, a lot to do in this country. I mean, I yeah. made it a goal to visit all 50 states. So what about you? Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to go where, you know, everywhere. You know, yeah. I think geographically. Well, what appeals country- to you? I mean, mountains, beaches, 
Hot weather, cold weather. Desert. Really? Desert and mountains, yeah. I'd like that to go out west. That does seem odd. See, see, you can tell your mother you got no New York blood in you then. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the desert's really cool. I've been in New York. No, Mexico. it's really hot. You've got it all backwards. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But at least <laughs> it's, it's a dry cool. heat. At, at night, it's really, it's actually super cold at night. Yeah, I've been in New yeah. Mexico twice, and when I was a kid, I wanted to go nighttime swimming. And that was a horrible decision because I was shivering the whole time because it was so cold. <laughs> Where do they have? I mean, like in a swimming pool at a hotel? Yeah. Okay. As I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking the wilds of New Mexico. I'm thinking yeah, you know, no. there's some <laughs> raging river where you're going to be, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Not as like a 12 year old. I can't tell who's beeping, if it's me or somebody else. I think it must be somebody else. Uh, yeah, I think it's somebody else. There's always a lot of noise here at the, because uh, it's exciting, you know, people are being monitored. We're hooked up to medical equipment. I'm supposed to be remembering to pump this Jeopardy um, button every time it inflates. So, New Mexico a couple of times. Um, like, what is, what is the big tourist place there? Is it uh, Santa Fe or Taos or? Uh, I mean, Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. yeah. I went to, I've been to Albuquerque. Um, but wasn't that memorable? <laughs> That's where I went. Yeah, yeah, because my dad um, had business trips down there. Oh, all right. So yeah. Oh, because Nuclear Secrets Department of Energy. Yes, yep. Manhattan Project. Albuquerque. Well, Manhattan Project is uh, what Oak Ridge, Santa Fe, and um, so there's a third location yeah. I think in the Northwest, maybe somewhere. So that's cool. So you still have a lot of the country left to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. What would be on your bucket list? I mean, you're too young to have really have a bucket list, but priority list. For traveling? Yeah. In, uh, within the United States. Within Let's the keep United it, States. I'd like to see to the, the Pacific Northwest. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, Montana. Also fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of out west stuff. Um, Grand Canyon. Everybody says that's overrated, but... It's not. I'm like a big geology nerd. I took geology yeah. in college, so I think that would be. I'll tell you that the Grand Canyon is spectacular, but when we drove through Utah, I was surprised at how beautiful it was, how reminiscent it was of the Grand Canyon in terms of the colors and the scenery, and it's overwhelming. Yeah. Because it's huge. So, um, yeah, the Grand Canyon is overrated because it's a tourist trap getting there. But once you're standing there looking at it, you're like, oh, wow, it's real. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but in Utah, we were driving through one of the national parks. You know, I have to actually look up to tell you if it was Bryce or Zion. But um, just the, that feeling of being overwhelmed with it all around you, um, it was, to me, as spectacular as the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So I would recommend that. And then in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, one of my, my wife and I got to the point where that was our vacation. We would plot out a, tr- a road trip to go through as many states as possible during my one week of vacation. Oh, wow. So there was one trip where we probably overdid it, but that's what I... I don't know if you figured this out about me yet, Alyssa. I tend to... Overdo it. Yeah. Frank, we, call, we call it franking it to 11. <laughs> ah, that was good. <laughs> that's what the, my, I wish I could say I made it up, but uh, one of my friends came up with that because that's what I tend to do. So, a very ambitious trip. We flew into um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, rented a car, spent like a spent the night, drove to Yellowstone, spent the part of the, most of the day at Yellowstone, kept driving up into Montana, spent the night in Montana, started kept driving, drove through um, Idaho, which is the smallest part of Idaho, but it still counted. Yeah. But 
it's where Coeur d'Alene is, which it turns out to be a beautiful resort town, a lake town, and then um, drove all the way across Washington State and saw something called the Scablands in um, eastern Washington, which is like dry riverbeds. Imagine like if you were at Niagara Falls, but they turned it off and there was no water. Interesting. These enormous dry waterfalls and riverbeds, and that was fascinating. Yeah. And then, next thing you know, you're going through the Cascade Mountains, and everything's different. It's all lush and evergreen and snowy, and and then, then you're in Seattle on the other side of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a lot, you know, you can do a lot. And just in a, in a day or two, you can cover a lot of territory, and it's all those different geographical types. Yeah. So I'd recommend that. Yeah. I'd like to see Mount St. Helens. We had planned a... Uh, trip to the Pacific Northwest. Do you think it's going to blow again? I don't know. I'm not a geologist. Oh, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it will at some point. At some point, yeah. At some point, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. Because I don't... So, it's dormant, but I don't think it's dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's only been 40 years yeah. since it blew. Or thereabouts. So, all right, so you want to go to Mount St. Helens? Yes. Because you're into volcanoes? or I just think it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of those other big mountains out there are technically volcanoes. We'd have to Google that. But what about um, the one in um, near Seattle, Mount Olympia? Is it Mount Olympia? Is that what it's called? I'll have to Google that. Here, let's there see is a can... Mount Olympia. I believe. I'm pretty sure I it's either Mount so. Rainier or Mount Olympia, whichever the one is that's near Seattle. You yeah. Know? Let's see if I can do this. What mountain is near Seattle? Do you know? Is it Mount Olympia? Mount Rainier? Mount Rainier. Oh, it's the Olympic Mountain Range. The oh, okay. That's the names of the, the range is the Olympics. Okay. All right. The Cascades. All right. Now let's try this. Is Mount Rainier a volcano? Let's see. Mount Rainier is an episodically active composite volcano. Dun, dun, dun. Here's an article from 2018. Why Mount Rainier may be the most dangerous U.S. volcano. I thought that was Yellowstone. Well, you can take it up with National Geographic. I mean, I'm just <laughs> I mean, is it an opinion piece or is it a? Yes. Well, it says why maybe. Yeah. See the the phrases and it gives it away. And the as a journalist, you would know this. Yeah. See, as soon as you see that headline, why maybe? It's technically National Geographic clickbait. I think is what we would call that. <laughs> but you're right about Yellowstone, though. They have. I mean, this that big, festering. Um, it's the super volcano. Under the park, you, yeah. so you don't see the, you don't see it, right? What do you know about it? I don't know that much. I just know it's pretty massive, and they say when it blows up, because it will at some point, it'll <sighs> like take out a massive portion. The ash is gonna just disrupt about, crops. But lots of bison burger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're there at the it's right time, though. <laughs> if you're there at the right time, you can get some well done. <laughs> <laughs> Not medium rare. Some well, well done. done over well done. <laughs> if you think about overdone. it. Overdone. Very overdone. <laughs> but um, there's a, uh, a new ride in Pigeon Forge. I think it's almost a year old. It's probably is a year old. Um, called Skyfly at the uh, island of Pigeon Forge. I went on it uh, for this show. We did an episode of the Frank and Friends show. And they allow you to take pictures and even film video in, in the ride because... They don't care. Yeah. Because the, no matter what I do with my little camera, you're not capturing the I, the concept of your chair moving and the mist in your face and the, everything that makes you really feel like you're flying. I mean, I can show you a picture of what it looks like, but they fly over some of these landmarks that we've been talking about, including that big festering ooze 
of uh, whatever it is, a yellowish, sulfurous hole at um, Yellowstone National Park. Oh, I wonder nice. if that's what they call it, Yellowstone. The, I've never looked up the name. Uh, let's see if, they, if, if she knows that. How did Yellowstone Park get its name? From the Yellowstone River, which throws, flows through the park. Okay. I was hoping that there were actual stones that were yellow. But how did Yellowstone River get its name? All right. Hang on a second. How did Yellowstone River get its name? Um, although it's commonly believed that the river was named for the yellow rocks seen in the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone, no. the Native American name source is unclear. It's a river that has yellow rocks in it, and they're telling me that it's unclear? I mean, come on. I think, it's, I, I think we can go with that. I yeah. mean, sure. Yeah. So you can tell I'm sitting with a journalist here, right? <laughs> We're insanely Maybe curious. Maybe more like a video production major. <laughs> well, you've got, but you understand it. I mean, you've worked, you know what I mean? It's just that natural curiosity. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, think about people you've worked with. Are they not the most curious they want to know everything. Do you really want me to answer that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to lie and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. See, without naming names, what do you, what, where am I off base? How am I wrong? Oh, there's just different people at every... I mean, I've had so many different types of jobs. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not everybody is there to enlighten themselves. So, All right. Yeah. They, not everybody is... As curious, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, I say that not to, like, lift myself up, but I just find that, you know, when I studied multiple sciences, yeah. philosophy, history, I'm get, starting my master's, actually, this week. Congratulations. Thank in you. Historic preservation and um, museum management. Get out. That's fascinating. Yeah. You know. I think it's interesting that you're curious. And I think it's interesting that you want to know everything, because... I can relate to that personally, you know? Now, if you're, let's take this at, to its natural conclusion, you become a, um, a museumite or a museumaneer. What would you, what would you, a curator of, uh, of museums? So for my undergrad, I studied American military history um, and medical history. Yeah. So. Oh, have you ever been to the uh, Medical History Museum in Bethesda? I have not. Oh my God, Bethesda, Maryland. It's like got all this stuff from the Civil War, um, like skulls where they were, because they would study the effect of cannonballs and bullets and things on the human body back in the 1860s, and then they still have all this stuff in in an Army Medical History Museum open to the public in downtown Bethesda, Maryland. You should go. All right, that's definitely, you know how you were talking about bucket lists earlier? I'm just saying. There we go. It's one of of the oddities. I like to visit odd places, and that's, yeah, you'd you'd love it. Yeah, I had a project um, my senior year of college for my uh, American medical history class. Yeah. And it was essentially whether, did FDR have polio? Or? Or did he have Guillain-Barre syndrome? Because I actually had Guillain-Barre syndrome in 2016. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, now you've 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 tricked me again, um, Alyssa. Because when I give blood, they ask me if I have what is it? Guillain-Barre. And I don't even know what it is. And I just look at them blankly. I'm like, how could you even ask me that? Yeah. So what is um, it? It is essentially a neurological condition. Yeah. And it is where the immune system, for whatever reason, goes 
I don't want to say goes crazy, but overreacts and attacks yeah. the, um, I'm going to probably pronounce it wrong, the myelin sheath of the, yeah. the covering of the nerves uh-huh. and disintegrates that. Mm-hmm. So then the nerves can't conduct electricity um, through the entire nerve. Okay. Uh, and so the symptoms would be similar to polio. Well, you would, you would go paralyzed. Um, oh. Some people actually have to be put on respirators because it, it usually starts in your feet. Yeah. And it'll work its way up. And sometimes people are completely paralyzed. Sometimes they're not paralyzed. Wow. I was lucky enough. I wasn't paralyzed. I um, lost motor function. So, oh, you God know, I have a hard time writing. You know, I had a hard time walking, yeah. talking, stuff like that. Um, and I have to remember, and this was like six years ago, I think I wrote this paper. Yeah. Um, but oh, so you're much younger than I thought. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just, it was an easy joke. Um, but, yeah, so I can't remember all the, like, exact scientific symptoms of polio. Yeah. But it is argued now by modern historians that his symptoms did not align with polio. Because yeah. you can have lasting nerve damage. Well, from Guillaume Beret. Well, let's not tell that to our friends at the March of Dimes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a theory, it's not fact. <laughs> now, for those of you who you got the history joke there, because March of Dimes, which is a wonderful organization, was founded because FDR had polio. And the, it's why his picture is on the dime. It's literally why FDR is on the dime, not on some other piece of money. Um, he and they all started this campaign to send in your dimes to fight polio. And they did it. They, 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 they literally eradicated polio. And the March of Dimes is like, now what? They, you know, how many charities do you know achieve their goal and theoretically should go out of business? Because any good charity, the goal of any good charity, in my opinion, is to put yourself out of business. Now, I don't know how Medic Blood or would ever put itself out of business because the, you're not going to solve the need for people, people are always going to need transfusions, right? You follow up, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is, if your if your if your targeted goal is to cure cancer, to cure polio, uh, you know that that sort of thing. What do you do when you when you win? <laughs> so March yeah. of Dimes pivoted and changed their whole mission, and now they're about saving um, premature babies, trying to encourage moms to. Uh, not encourage moms, but literally help them through whatever medical needs or societal needs or whatever they can do to help moms carry babies to full term. That's goal number one. But when these little, tiny, little, I don't want to, you know, NICU, neonatal babies uh, are in, in the ones that are in the NICU for three months because they were born premature and then they come out and then when they grow up to, you know, you don't even know it. It's, it's amazing the way things have changed in the course of my lifetime how the advances that March of Dimes has made so that's why I can't fault them I can, I can make fun that you know <laughs> their, their whole mission was based on they should have been out to cure say it again Guillaume Guillaume yeah alright well that's fun yeah speaking <laughs> of preemies my sister was actually um, a preemie mine too and our senior director of operations was actually her neonatal nurse oh from wait you're, from Medicare yeah was your Sisters, neonatal nurse over at uh, UT Children's. Children's. They do, yeah, they do great work over there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now I have uh, allegedly have baby blood, and you didn't want it today. 
I, they told me I had um, some kind of blood that can go to Children's Hospital. Do you have you heard of this? Yes, and honestly, if you uh, hadn't some, asked me that question, well, there's I some been able there's some letters yeah. there's some letters on my on my blood donor card that say I'm um, I want to say it's CMV negative, yeah, something like that. It, so, it's the best blood for uh, preemies and children. Yeah. I just like to point out that I'm winning. Yeah. Over here, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the most unpopular blood, so there aren't that many uh, babies that are interested. You know, there's not a lot of demand. Apparently, the phones are not ringing off the hall, the walls, with uh, babies and preemies asking for my blood. No. But um, no. ringing off the wall. Did I say ringing off the hall? Ringing off. Anyway, the phones are not ringing off the wall with demands for my blood. I heard so off the hook, but also I could have heard something completely different. Well, you're younger. Uh, that's ah. why I'm hooked up to this thing, the apheresis machine. Um, and I think, I mean, I think I've been hooked up for, you know, 45 minutes or so. I'm not sure. Ish. Normally like a two, two and a half hour process. Oh, so I should take a nap is what you're telling me. We should wrap the episode and I should go I mean, to, I, I am rest. not going to tell you that I didn't take a nap when I did <laughs> But I was also like freezing and just like... I was ready to check out. <laughs> I was so cold. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm hot blooded. What can I say? Check it and see. <laughs> but if I had a fever of 103, I would have been deferred. Yeah. I nailed it. I was right on the money with 98.6 today. Nice. I know. Uh, well, it's been a joy yeah. uh, chatting with you, Alyssa Hurley. I hope uh, you've enjoyed it uh, as, at least as much as I have, or a fraction as much as I have. It was fun. Good, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things um, as you're watching, listening, liking, sharing, and subscribing to the Frank and Friends show. We do appreciate you. Help us get to 1,000 YouTube subscribers by Christmas, which means that if you know Alyssa, you need to contact her and ask her to please subscribe to our YouTubes, right? Because that, that'll get us one more. And then the same with everybody else here at Medic. You all can uh, just click the subscribe button on YouTubes. Um, or you can listen on any of the audio podcast apps, including Audible. And have we got a deal for you? If you like audio entertainment, you can go to audibletrial.com slash show, where we will hook you up with a free 30-day premium membership to experience the ultimate level of Audible. And that means just thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of audiobooks and every other form of audio entertainment, 300 years worth and counting to listen to all of it. You can't physically do it you got to pick and choose and listen to what you want to hear but when you're a premium member each month you get a credit for an mp3 download so during your free month you would get a credit for an mp3 download that's a file that you get to keep forever so look on there and i would find of all the one credit downloads there's some that are so big they it's like takes two or three credits and you can bank them you're allowed to bank them including this free one but if you really want to play the game game the system Find, like, the longest book, in terms of hours long, you know, that you can get with one credit. Download that. <laughs> and keep it forever. And then if you continue on with Audible, obviously you get more of those credits every month, and you can save some. Or you can take advantage of just listening to the stream. It uh, syncs your place across devices, whether you're listening on your phone app or whether you're listening on um, any other thing, you know, uh, your Alexa or other devices. It's all on there. It keeps track of your place for you. And it's absolutely fantastic. Um, your audiobooks, you can speed them up, you can slow them down, you can do, you know, it's, it's a great way to, it's found time. So, in fact, that's what I could do is when we wrap this interview, I think you can help me find my AirPods down there. And I can listen to this show, the Frank and Friends show on Audible, uh, or any of the other things that we talked about. And I did mention uh, earlier that uh, you can get our merch on the website, 
frankandfriendshow.com, including the scenic, beautiful beach towel, which I'm being very careful not to bleed upon or get someone else's blood upon because then I'd have to make a call or answer the questionnaire differently. <laughs> frankandfriendshow.com slash store. Uh, you'll also see all of our episodes there. You get caught up on our uh, Seymour Smokies adventures and our regular podcast. Alyssa, anything else? Uh, any closing words from you before we uh, wrap the episode? And Because I, I, I've got another hour to kill over here on yeah, the no, Aphoresis machine. Keep an eye on our socials where you'll see our promotions. Um, I know Dollywood has passed. Yes, and it's medic blood. And for those, that doesn't mean she's dead. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it means that the, the promotion with Dollywood happened in August. So move on, moving on. Yes, the Dollywood promotion <laughs> is passed. Now that I live in the South, every time I hear passed, to me it means dead. Oh, oh he passed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thinking about it, yeah, I've never thought about it. Anyway, so, but go ahead. Yeah, no, saying. now that the, the, uh, the Dollywood promotion is passed... We still have tons of more um, promotions coming up for the rest of the year. So just keep an eye on our socials. We are posting those ahead of time to give you, you more than enough warning. Any of the ads that you can tell us? or the, uh, What do we look up? We look at medicblood.org for the website. Yes. And then on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram, it is just Medic Regional Blood Center. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, Alyssa Hurley, you're a star. I appreciate you. I would love to hear more as you uh, proceed with this um, museum business. I'm yes. fascinated by that. I would like to know what you're going to curate. Hmm, i got curious. a lot of ideas. All right. Yeah. Um, it is the Frank and Friends show. Thanks again for watching and telling your friends about it. I'm Frank Murphy. Thanks. This is where you say your name. Oh, Watch this. Let me sorry. Try. I'm a, no, that's right. I didn't, I didn't warn you. Uh, so let's see. I'll try it again. Okay. Hey, thanks for watching, liking, sharing, and subscribing. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Melissa Hurley. And this is the Frank and Friends show. We'll talk to you again next time. You know I'm not going to edit that. I'm going to leave it in the way it was because it was funnier. Honestly, I don't care.